Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football, uh, everyone's favourite live recorded podcast. Uh, my name's Mark. As always, I'm joined by the fantastically airbrushed Paul. <laughs> Both quite pink today. Uh, yes, yes, that would be our shirts and not our demeanour. Is that for Mardi Gras? Uh, yeah, I was in Las Vegas at the weekend, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you probably tell from the intro music that the wait is almost over. Uh, the Kaylee Classic is almost here. It's been a long few months, three months, four months. Uh, sort of finished end of November. Yeah, so it's been it's been a long wait anyway. Three and a half but, uh, months. It's almost finished. It's almost time for me and Paul to go to our first games and watch John beat So and Sue One Chicken Wings beat Songnam, and then we'll think, come on, just two more weeks because we're not waiting two more weeks. Yeah. Are you excited? Uh, I am indeed, I am indeed. I'm, I'm looking forward to a competitive game where I care about the score. <laughs> Unlike the last two ACL games where I couldn't give a damn. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame that the FC, kill, FC Soul kill won't be at Chumbuck this week, but he's got another appointment apparently. Again? Yeah. What was Ali up to this time? <laughs> I don't know. And I invited your, your good friend John, but he's got another appointment as well. Ah, really? So, how many Diablos are going? I mean, we should do a football podcast in a minute, but how many of your best friends or your mates are going to the game? Uh, Kelly, Crystal, Jay, Carl, Brendan, Drew. <laughs> That's a match made in, in joyful heaven. Are you getting the bus down or are you driving? I'm not actually being serious. Are you taking the KTX, the bus, the soul bus, the fan bus is what I mean? Uh, six of them are taking the fan bus. Clark's taking the KTX, mm-hmm. I'm driving down. So that means you'll be returning after the game then, yeah? I'm going to stay overnight and have a look around Chonju. Ah, okay. okay that, that's why you're driving, yeah? Yeah. Because, okay. uh, as we'll look at later, there's one FA Cup game, one FA Cup game on the Sunday. In Chonju? Uh, I have no idea, I don't know where uh, HK Sinex, SK Sinex play, Hynex maybe even. Hynex. Hynex. Yeah, not Sinex, I think that's something completely different. I think they actually invented uh, machines that killed us all. So I think in, a, in the last 30 seconds you've given away roughly what we're going to talk about this week. Yep, so podcast finished. <laughs> that was a quick one. Also, for all our faithful listeners, uh, we've got games starting soon, but we are still going to try and keep the, the podcast within one hour, or three lots of 45 minutes each. <laughs> yes, I think so, yes. A daily podcast. <laughs> so I think the idea is to, is to keep it no more than a half, yeah? So less blathering, more on-point, focused football talk. Which has gone well so far. Because <laughs> we're five minutes in and we haven't even started yet, yeah? So should we, should we, should we start then? <laughs> should we start? So I guess um, I guess basically the first thing we start with is a really brief just like uh, review of, of last week's ACL games. I know we've kind of done that already, that with the last podcast. Obviously we talked about uh, John Book and Seoul. Yep. But the two games that finished the, while we were podcasting were uh, Pohang versus Uraba Reds. Which was 1-0 when we left it with about 25 minutes to go. It was indeed, and it finished 1-0. But Pohang had a guy sent off. The, the same guy who scored the penalty and died while we were podcasting for another penalty. He got two yellow cards. Ridiculous that one of them was, a, was for diving as well, yeah. I think the only thing he was simulating was a, a footballer, but anyway. So that means that our favourites for bottom of the group, Pohang are now top of the group. Yep. And favourites to win the whole tournament, Guangzhou, are now bottom of the group. Yep. So does that mean we know nothing about football? Uh, I think for the third podcast in a row, we can safely say we know nothing about football. Um, 
But, so Paul, has that made you change your prediction about Paul Hang's group? Uh, no, because even though Guangzhou lost their opening Chinese league match at the weekend, uh, and are down towards the bottom of the Chinese Super League, bottom of the, that group in the Champions League, I still think they'll turn it around and qualify. Yep. And I don't think that Paul Hang's good run of form will continue. Yep, OK. Uh, I think I would probably agree with you there. I think Pohang may not finish bottom of the group, but I think they'll finish third instead. <laughs> probably on joint goal, uh, joint points with bottom. So expect them to play Arsenal in the Europa League at some point. <laughs> yes, yes, I think so. <laughs> which left us with the other game, uh, which was Suwon, uh, or the other game involving a Korean team, sorry, which was Suwon away in Shanghai against Fens men. Something I found interesting is eventually after all these years, Sven has managed to get a haircut that actually suits him, i.e. he shaved it all off. So he doesn't look like Mr Burns. <laughs> he doesn't anymore, yes. Uh, how did that game finish, Paul? Did you watch it? Uh, they lost 2-1, I think, if I remember correctly. They did, yeah. They were 2-0 down uh, after 50 minutes and they pulled one back. Uh, Jang Hyun Soo, that really famous Suwon Blue Wings player. Yeah. Um, I watched the second half of that game, by the time I got home, got it turned on. Actually, that, that was what I found interesting. I couldn't understand the difference between TV scheduling uh, this week and, sorry, second round and first round. So they showed the Pohang game live, they yeah. both both halves. Yeah. But as soon as the Pohang game finished, yeah. they switched on to uh, Shanghai versus Suwon. But they didn't switch on to Buriram versus Seoul in the previous round. So maybe it was to do with Thai TV and, and instead of... Just not covering or something, yeah? Don't know. Maybe they're like you and they've got their time differences wrong. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. And they completely arsed that up. Probably I just did that as well. But yeah, so I did watch the second half. Um, it was interesting that it was actually a Chinese player who, who scored, I think it was a captain? Yep. Who, who scored Shanghai's second goal. Um, but again, I wasn't overly impressed by Shanghai. Uh, it seems I wasn't impressed by Jiangsu. But Suwon were atrocious. Again. Um, and yeah, they now sit uh, bottom of their group. Uh, Melbourne are top, Shanghai second, Gambosaka third. So I think I'm going to change my prediction and say Suwon won't finish third, but they'll finish bottom. And I still think Gamba will get through, but probably not win it anymore. So Seoul will play. Guangzhou in the, in the next round? Yep, so we'll play Guangzhou in the next round and Jumbuk will play whoever wins that group because I think Jumbuk will only finish second in their group. So Shanghai probably. Probably Shanghai. Shanghai. Shanghai or Gamba. But probably Shanghai. Okay. So tough games next round. Yep. And I guess we'll revisit this. I think it would be good to get our Asian correspondents on. Yep, definitely. After, at the halfway point and see what whether, how their predictions are matching up. Yep. Where they want to change them. Sounds good, definitely, definitely. Alright, FA Cup. Hey, come on, that was just a short review. Oh, sorry, FA Cup, yeah. Uh, yes, so they, they draw for the, the first round, I guess, of, of the FA Cup was made. And the second round. And, and the second round as well. Uh, amazingly, it was made something like five days before <laughs> the, the actual uh, dates of the games. Oh, you quite love Korean football. <laughs> the KFA, they're really... They're really uh, on in time, yeah. Um, the games will be played amazingly. The games will, will be played uh, this weekend coming, which is the 12th and 13th of uh, March. The reason why I say amazingly is because that's also the the first round of matches in the K League Classic. So you have the FA Cup, 
uh, in the first round with all these tiny little, little university teams and you play them on the same day as the big league starts back. Um, they couldn't have brought it forward a week. They couldn't have done it last weekend when people might have actually turned out to watch the games in their local you know, like their local university grounds or like their local small stadiums. Are you doing your rant for this week now? Uh, no, I, I, have got so a many, rant. I have a separate rant. Okay. Instead, they brought it forward and they did it at the same time as the K-League Classic. I'm not sure that's going to detract from the crowds at either game, to be honest. But Probably not, but it, it's the it's idea of like... You. It's it for me. I would and probably... And uh, career racing. Well, I would probably have went to um, Seoul United's game uh, because they are playing at 3pm this Saturday versus SMC, that massive team over there. Uh, so I would probably have went to um, Seoul United, because it is in in Seoul. Yep. Pretty easy to get to. It's actually a huge chance for a change. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's just no way I can go, because I'll be at Sangam. Oh, Sangam. <laughs> I'll be at Tanchan. <laughs> slip of the tongue. Freudian slip there. From I put that one in just for you. Mr. Kilt. I put it in just for you, Paul. Just for you. No, so, yeah. And the, you can't go, because you'll be at... Uh, Tanchon. I'll be it. <laughs> John, you woke up, yeah? At the pig farm. So, yeah, so I mean, I think it's a little bit strange that they play um, the, those those matches on the first day back at the Cayley Classic. But, I guess the good thing, or the main thing you think about, is that that's the FA Cup started. Yep. Um, so, the first round will be over and done with this weekend, and I guess. Second round's not too far away. It's not too far away either, yeah. In fact, third round where, F, where, we, out, where we enter is probably in. End of April, beginning of yep. May, is it? It's pretty soon, yeah. I know it's in the it's in FC Souls fixture list as an undecided opponent. So, so yeah, so it's things that are beginning to pick up pace. The competitive games are coming back, uh, fast and furious. Okay, so I guess uh, the next thing we've been promising for the last few weeks, we've been promising a, a transfer window rundown. Uh, the window is all but shut. Uh, the actual closing day of the window is March 28th or 26th, depending on which website you actually read. Uh, but that is only for, I believe, it's only for unregistered like free transfers and for foreigners, right? Not free transfers, but uh, players out of contract. Yeah, yeah, like unregistered but out of contract players, yeah. Foreigners. And foreigners. Anyone that you've loaned abroad whose yeah. period, loan period has come to an end. So basically, it's it's all but slam shut, yeah. Uh, and for definitely for teams like uh, Van Persie or Torres, can yeah. still sign. But not for the teams that they were supposed to be signing for, yeah. So I think looking at it, so uh, John Book, Sue One FC, have definitely all got their foreign um, contingent. So yeah, so there's not going to be any foreigners coming in. And looking at probably So and John Book have been the ones who have been spending, so to speak, the most. You'd be looking at, yeah, there's probably not going to be any major transfers coming in. Although apparently Suwon Blue Wings did try and tempt some Greek midfielder who refused to, to come over to Korea. <laughs> okay. So I guess we'll start with, well, the big team, I guess. John Book. Current champions. Shall we, you waiting us through the ins and outs, Paul? Uh, they've signed 11, got rid of 6. Okay, wow. Apparently. Although, th- these are statistics given out by the K-League website itself. Oh, okay. And there are, as you might expect... Massive holes. <laughs> yeah. There are players who have left. So, for whatever reason, who, uh, who are not down as leaving. 
there are players that have signed who, for, a, for whatever reason, are not down and signing. So I wonder what my rant could be today. <laughs> I wonder what I might rant about, yeah? And this is on the Korean side of it, so... Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> so, the ones that are picked up out, out the uh, the two main guys, they got rid of two of their foreigners, namely Wilkinson, who went back to Australia. Yep. And Vera, who went back to Spain. Um, Wilkinson's been playing for Melbourne, but Vera not been playing for, in his, for Osasuna yet. I think we mentioned the players they signed, uh, well, some of the big names they signed yep. in the ACL uh, preview of the week. So, Kolmuyol from Pohang, Lee Jong-ho from Chunnam, Kim Bo-gyong making his K-League debut, well, except he won't be this weekend because he's injured. Yep. Um, Lopez, the Brazilian they signed from from uh, Jeju. Patalu from... Melbourne. Um, although he actually spent last year in China and yeah. before that in Thailand, so bit of an Asian wanderer and then the Wookiee from Ulsan so they've definitely gone to strengthen their team this year haven't they yeah definitely I mean Very I think formidable I mean they're uh, looking at it I mean definitely forward forward line is pretty formidable yeah yeah uh, we've discussed in our ACL reviews that the defensively they don't look particularly great I noticed that based on um, the K-League's website it doesn't seem to have the massive departure of uh, Kim Kihi, yeah, which might have been probably the one that you'd have looked at most because it was the most expensive <laughs> transfer out of Korea. Right. Okay. It was like six, six million euros thought in the end, or something. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So I mean, they've definitely strengthened coming forward, but maybe weakened. They were definitely weakened at the back. I mean, Wilkinson and, and uh, Kihi both both leaving has got to need a massive holder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, move on to Suwon. Put Suwon. The Blue Wings. The Blue Wings. The chicken Wings. The Chicken Wings. Uh, they've signed 10 players. No way, really? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, they got rid of nine. Oh, that's why then, okay. So the, the big departures, obviously, they got rid of two of their foreigners, namely Kayo Taburam, mm-hmm. who we've already seen play. Like Kayo. And Rayo Leo. Leo, it was a guy who was signed from Sion who I thought was going to be, like, it was going to like, tear the Kelly apart. He's gone back to Sion and he's scored one goal in three appearances. So He also plays well in, in, uh, that, in that kind of area, yeah. And then of course, Jong's gone, and gone off to Kawasaki Frontal. Yep. So, uh, they're big signings, well the two major, major signings, well actually not major, but the two signings of note I guess, was Cho Wonhee who came back from Eland. Yep. You said a, n- a nightmare. Well, I saw somewhere had a n- nightmare in the Asian Champions League. He was having a howler at right back. He was getting torn a new one every time uh, they came forward. And then, but then again, he was up against Elkison and Conca. Their new Diddy Brazilian, Igor. <laughs> it's just like it's the joke that never stops giving. It's like it's like Christmas. So I, I looked him up on Soccerway. And he's actually played 46 minutes of professional football, according to Soccerway, in his whole career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the, the guy's not a footballer. And um, while, while I'm sure that Soccerway may have incomplete records, it's not like he set the world alight. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I think that what we had been, or what we had touched on previously, was I don't think he's actually. Well, obviously, he's, if he's only played 46 minutes, he probably hasn't scored. But he's, he's actually never scored a goal. Uh, and yeah, he's come in as their like, as their main striker. I, I just I don't get it. 
as I said, they, they did try and bring in some Greek uh, attacking midfielder. Um, but again, well, I mean, I don't know if the guy was actually Greek, but he had played all his time in the Greek leagues, so maybe he was Brazilian or something. Yeah, I don't know. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, you're looking at your thing to yourself. He was uh, Iranian, right? He, 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 okay, yeah. So he was coming as their as their um, Asian player. Yeah. yeah um, but I was I was going to do a little bit more research on the other Korean guys they've signed, but kind of busy at work, so I don't know whether the other eight guys they've got any good or not. I don't know. I mean, like, a lot of talk has been based on this young boy. Um, I don't know if they signed him, but they, I think he's like their youth player has come through. His name is like Gil, Gil something. Gil won he or Gil he won or something. Uh, like I saw a lot of talk from, actually it was mostly from the Tavern guys, about whether or not he was going to be able to step up, you know, and they kind of partner uh, Kwon, Kwon Chang-hun. Yeah. Um, looking at the ACL game, like the two he's played them, definitely the, the game against Shanghai, he, he didn't really exactly set the, set the pitch on fire, so I guess I don't know, I guess we'll see what happens there. Obviously, like the big out that you didn't mention there is he's only gone and junged it. Oh, I did mention. Oh, so I, I actually thought you said Chong, as in Chong TC. No. <laughs> so I was thinking, did he go to Kawasaki Frontale? I thought you went to like, like some, some like, some, some, some sushi company. <laughs> I thought you went to like some J3 team or something, yeah? Okay, oh, you, okay, that was that Chong. Okay. Okay, Pohang. Pohang haven't really signed anyone up note. Nope, they have lost several players though, yeah? And also not quite sure about, there's a lot of duplication here, so there's this guy called George Han Ho, who appears to have signed for Seoul, also appears to have signed for Pohang, and he seems to have left Suwon. So, so maybe he left Suwon, signed for Pohang, and then they immediately loaned him to Seoul? Uh, I think he went from Suwon to Seoul, so I guess this is an error here. Yeah, okay. Based on the stats, we've got Puang signed four players, including Lazar, who's presumably just got a new contract. Yeah, so this is really count as a new book, eh? George Han, who's actually signed for Seoul. Okay. And then these other two guys, who I'm not sure about, and they got rid of 13. Wow. Including Moritz, who went to Buram, played a match, and now... Is it not Forest? Forest, apparently. Insane. Oh, wow. I mean, maybe he'll he'll calm down in the in the English leagues. I guess maybe you never know. As Thai correspondent Lyle said, this guy must have the best agent ever. Yeah, I mean that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Kim Sung Day went off to Yanbian in in northeastern China. Indeed, he did. Thiago to Songnam. Yep, he did. Kormuel to Chumbuk. Yep. Cho Chan Ho, again. This <laughs> is ridiculous. <laughs> His name's in the list for the fourth time. <laughs> so I, I guess he, he, he must have left Suwon and joined Pohang and then immediately was loaned out to Seoul. Because we know that, that Suwon Blooming did that same thing with the Dejon guy, right? Yeah. They, they signed someone and immediately loaned him to Dejon. So I guess maybe, maybe, maybe Pohang signed him and then immediately loaned him to Seoul. Who knows? And then Shin Jin Ho, the guy that's been controlling Seoul's midfield. Yeah, who was, yeah who's been pretty uh, amazing so far. Which is really strange that he, yeah, that Pohang let him go, yeah? But then again, looking at the team, like yeah, you better look at Pohang and say it makes their position in the ACL group right now even more spectacular. Yeah, a new manager, slim down squad, doing quite well, aren't they? Yeah, but over the course of a of a full season, um, like thirty plus games, 
that squad does not look to me as if it's one that's going to be up there at the end of the season. Alright, Sol signed nine, got rid of six-ish. Uh, the big departures, Molina, mm-hmm. gone back to Medellin in, in Colombia, scored three goals in eight games and is their top scorer. So scores to show you. Uh, Kim Young-dae, beloved goalie, gone to Ulsan. He has indeed, yeah. Pak Hee-song and Lee Young-hee have gone off to the army. Uh, and then Seoul got rid of some dead wood, right? chung has gone off to Guangzhou. And Kim Young-sung's gone off to Busan. So those two terrible forwards that everyone hated. So you think that the, that the Patriot is a, is, was, a, was not a big loss then? I think he's been... Ever since he broke his leg four years ago, he's been well off the pace. Okay. Uh, of the players they've signed, obviously got a, the new goalie from Incheon, Yu Hyun. Shin Jin Ho, we just talked about. Uh, one of the interesting ones is, is this guy, Shim Yun, who they've signed from Songnam, but who actually left Seoul for Chumbuk a few years ago. So he, he's the Jesus of the league, right? Everyone's saying he's resurrected because when he left, he... Uh, he scored a, uh, his debut goal for Chumbuk against Seoul and he like made a mime. His, his goal saying was to shoot himself to say Seoul's, Seoul's Shimuyun is dead. Okay. Long live Chumbuk Shimuyun. So they're saying like, oh, he's resurrected himself, come back to Seoul. Okay. It's interesting. But I guess Seoul's major signing is, is Dayan, right? Definitely, yeah. Although on his performances so far, I think he's going to take a bit of time to get back to, to the full, full form, yeah? Uh, I guess so, uh, and I think, I, I guess going forward he'll make a good partnership with with uh, Adriano. Oh, definitely. They're both skilled players, and yeah. the defenders will sort of get which which one do we mark? Oh, I mean, I mean, I think definitely they, they, that partnership of uh, Dehan and Adriano, if it if it clicks, is going to be deadlier than John Book's partnership. Because in his last season in the K League, Dehan was effectively double marked all the time, right? Yeah. And you'd have to say that based on his form so far this year, Adriano also needs double marking. Yeah, so. oh, I mean, I, th- I think if they if they click, um, I mean, like looking at because of the way that that John Book will uh, somehow shoehorn in Edonguk in every single game um, at some point, uh, then I think you're looking at it saying that probably Seoul's front line is is stronger, I think, than John Book's front line. Right, on to your boys. Yep, picked up Thiago from Pohang. We did. Uh, and you picked up a couple of Koreans and this Argentinian guy. Who yeah, he was just saying during the week, yeah? Yeah. Uh, do you know anything about him? Uh, all I know is he's from Argentina. I know nothing about him at all. I see someone who's not on the list on the Kaylee website is uh, Mota, who has returned to Songnam. Uh, I believe that's the same Mota that current or used to hold the uh, ACL group stage goal scoring record. Obviously, that was several years ago. But just like your returning legend in Dehan, we have our returning but a little bit older <laughs> legend in uh, Mota, yeah? Interesting to see how he fares then, whether he's still got it or not. Well, yeah, I mean, it was interesting, because like, they brought back Reina last year, yeah. uh, who, for the most part, actually was pretty decent. Um, took over whenever Kim Do-hyun was struggling in the last 90 minutes. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if Mota can can regain some of that his old form as well and see if he can like, hit, hit the ground running a bit like Rainer. Yeah, it seems to be Kim Hatbum's thing is bringing in experienced uh, professionals let's call them veterans veterans granddads uh, so I'll be interested to see how he goes I'll be interesting 
Reiner, in the meantime, has headed back to Chile. Yes, he has, yeah. To Colo Colo, where he's played a handful of games and seems to be settling back in. So it seems to be as if a lot of the foreigners who have been back home to their home countries, or at least maybe leagues that are more suitable to them, are, are, are performing well, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah, so Songnam, four in, three out. Not not much movement. Yeah. Six in, I guess, if we include the two that are not on the list. But yep. Jeju again, not done much. Uh, five in, six out. I'm surprised at that five in. I don't... I haven't really been seeing much activity from them, but I guess they brought in a couple of foreigners. Two, two Brazilians, neither of whom have any kind of pedigree. Okay. They're all sort of looking at their history as well, sort of played 15 games a season here, there and everywhere, so squad players, bit players, whatever you like to call them. Okay. Which Jetu do have a habit of doing. I mean, uh, Thiago, uh, Lopez, uh, this year, like before that, they had uh, Drogadela. Who was that guy that Rogadella? Br- brilliant for half a season and went off to Japan. He was the leading, uh, I guess two years ago, the leading, the leading scorer in the first sort of half of the season. Yeah. Went off to Japan halfway through. I forget what his name oh, I can't remember his name either. But yeah, so they, they, they do bring in unknown foreigners and they do they end do. up, they do they have a pretty decent record with them, I guess. So I'll be interested to see how, how, how these guys fare. But uh, in the out box... They've kind of lost, well, obviously, Yunbek Garam. Yep, off to the same team as Sunde. Sunde. Uh, Shiro, so he was one of the, the Brazilians that didn't work out so well, I guess. He was yeah. only around for half a season. And then Lopez has gone off to Chombuk. Chombuk. And then jo- Jovanovic there, uh, where was he from? Australia, right? Was he Australian? Or yes. Not? He's gone off to China to be to join Tianjin. So, some pretty big losses there. Yeah, I mean, I think, as we discussed, like, Yumbe Garam was pretty howling when he was with Songnam, but he definitely like became a pretty uh, like, kind of first-choice pick for uh, Jeju, uh, but for midfield general. In the game that we went to in Jeju, he was, he was pretty uh, influential. So, yeah, that will be a big loss him, I think. So, you don't think that Kim Hakbon will be signing him back from China? In a year or two, uh, probably five years. He has to be over. He has to be like towards thirty-six. He has to be older than me, does he? Older than you, younger than me. <laughs> Seems to be the rule. All right. Moving on to the, la- the bottom half of last year's table, Ulsan apparently have signed ten players, got rid of twenty. Oh wow! Okay, this could take a long time. <laughs> okay. Um, obviously, they got rid of their goalie. Yep. Sungu, who went off to Japan. And then, yep. Uh, got rid of the Wookiee to Chombuk. Got rid of Jeparov, who yeah, went he back went. to uh, Uzbekistan. And then Everton, who went back to Brazil, where he's got one goal in seven games. So, And then they got rid of a whole bunch of people who I'm not familiar with. Yeah, but kind of more bit players. Okay. But I guess coming in, uh, I guess they brought in uh, Kim Yong-dae, yeah? Yep. Um, okay. They signed So Jong-jin, the forward from Suwon. And they've got a, a new Brazilian called Bernardo, who again is one of those squad players who's not done much of anything anywhere. Okay. So, a bit of a punt in the dark, I guess. Uh, if we move on to Incheon, they've signed two players, apparently, 
including that Vietnamese guy. Yep. Who's, what, 20-year-old, spent one season playing in the V-League. Yeah, he's pretty young, yeah. Uh, they got rid of seven, including two guys gone off to Seoul. Uh, but fairly stable squad, I guess. Um, I'm assuming uh, with that list being as it is, it probably doesn't have the Japanese boy who just recently moved to Guangzhou. Right, yeah. Wado? Waga? Yeah. Wada? Wada. Wada. Okay, which, I mean, he only played for the second half of last season. Uh, only scored one goal. Um, don't really know how much, what, what, much more about him, but obviously he's off to... Uh, Guangzhou, yeah, interestingly. So, the ultimate loser in the, the, the transfer market was Chun Nam, who apparently signed one player and got rid of three. Okay, that's not great. So they got rid of their, their main striker to Chun Buk. So, Yi Jong Ho, right? Yep, Yi Jong Ho, yeah. And then they've signed this guy called Yugo Bichi from Raika, the Croatian team. Oh, is it the same team that uh, Orsic came from? Uh, quite possibly. Yeah, I think it is, right? The team that beat Aberdeen, in, uh, lost to Aberdeen in, in this year's... Yeah, that is Orsic's team then, yeah, definitely. So, he sort of was... I wouldn't say he was a regular for Raika. He sort of played 10, 15 games a season over the last few years. So. But there's no denying that uh, Orsic's worked. Yeah. So they've got to look at and say, maybe... I mean, if the last one worked, he's come over to join him, yeah? Yeah. So if he's even half as good as, as, as Orsic, that could be a great signing. Exactly. Kwangju. I guess we should also say as well that Orsic did sign a permanent deal with John Nam as well. Right. right. He, was, he was previously on loan. So I guess that could count as being an in, I guess. Yeah. And then Kwangju. Um, they've signed four players plus the... Three that we've men- uh, two that we've mentioned yep. that aren't on the list, so the, Ch- the Chongjogook and the... And Wada. Wada, yeah. And they've signed three Koreans, and then they've signed a Brazilian called Wellington, who, according to Sokoway, played 27 times and scored one goal for Thai Army last year. Oh, okay. And no other, no other records of note. I did see his wife. She nice? She's a bit of a boot. <laughs> And then they got rid of 14 players. Um, again, no one I'm really familiar with. Two Brazilians, apparently. Cassiano and Daniel. Yeah, uh, Cassiano I did see on Soccer Way a couple of times. I know nothing at all about him. But I did see him appear on Soccer Way, so I'm assuming he scored a few goals. Maybe a couple, but nothing that I really know much about. Okay. Sangju, nothing really to talk about, right? It's just How many foreigners did, did they bring in? Uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no Brazilian Didi in their team then? No. Uh, I know they've signed two sole players, one of whom is very good and one of whom is not. Um, and they must have a player yeah. or two from each team around the yeah. league. So. I don't really know of anyone who, who, who joined them, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I don't know much about that Sangu team at all. And then last but not least, Suwon. The mighty Suwon. F- Suwon FC. Is it Suwon FC or FC Suwon? Suwon FC, right? Suwon FC, yeah, yeah. They have brought in six players, apparently. Which is more now, probably, because they brought in... They seem to be signing a new player every single day. They've had more fighting, like, photographs than anyone else I've seen. <laughs> I guess they got, they've officially lost five players. Two of them very important, right? Uh, CC. CC and Japa. And Japa. 
CC's gone back to Europe. Uh, yep. Japa went to China. Did China, it? I think he went to China, yeah. Or Japan. China or Japan, I'm not really sure which one he went to. Because uh, uh, he left at roughly the same time as Jonathan left. I can't quite remember which one went where. Uh, Japa's going to be a massive loss, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was, yeah. I mean, he, he, he had an eye for gold, obviously. Um, but yeah. Is that going to be the last time we get to do that? It's going to be the last time, that's it. No more, no more Japa's eye goals. Yeah, Jappa's eye goals, Jappa's eye jokes, even. Uh, brought in to replace Jappa, they've got this this uh, Belgian guy, Ogunjimi. Yeah. Who has... No, no pun. God, can you see his name again? Ogun, Ogunjimi. Uh, hey, I'm going to leave him just now until I can think of a good one. Uh, but yeah... Technically a Belgian international. Oh, gotta make a Scottish joke there. The second half his name is Jimmy. <laughs> Technically a Belgian internationalist. He's representing Belgium at Belgium at every single uh, sort of level, all the way from boys through to under twenty ones to the national team. Uh, really? Yes. His his club career doesn't really belie that. No, but he made one. But he has made one appearance in the Belgian national team. So technically, he's a Belgian internationalist. Like Carlton Palmer or. Yep, the Calvin Palmer or Franny Jeffers. <laughs> yes, yes. He is he is the Belgian Franny Jeffers. So he, he did have two se- he did have two decent seasons when he was playing for Genk in Belgium, which was 2010-2011. He played most games, got a handful of goals. But apart from that he's been very much a fringe player, I think. Mm. He spent the last three years playing in, in the Norwegian league. So Oh was he the guy they signed from FC Mitterland? Uh, which is in Denmark, so no. Okay. He signed from Strom's Goodset or whatever. It That's the team I meant. How do you pronounce it? That's the team I meant. That's the Celtic manager's old team. Okay. No, it's not. I think it is. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't even know where my own. I don't even know where my own club manager came from. But he is Norwegian. I think Stromskid is the team that that Ronnie Delia managed, I believe. They've also signed uh, this guy Gabilan from Spain. Yep, and he's actually got a decent pedigree. Yeah, he has actually played for some some te- some Spanish teams I've heard of. Not not your Barcelona's or your Real Madrid's, but your decent uh, Ten years ago, he played for Valencia uh, and Getaf and Getaf Getape, or however you pronounce it in yep. Spanish. Getafe, <laughs> Basically, that team that yep starts with a G, maybe. Yeah, um, but he's played some decent sides in Spain. And then they've got this guy Adrian Laya. Yep. Rea. Yeah, Australian internationalist. Played four games for Norwich, no games for Fulham, and spent last year in China. Has made two appearances or three appearances for the Australian national team. But you'd imagine he'll settle in fairly well and yeah, you think so. do a solid job. Yeah, I mean, I think with the players that they've lost and the players that they've brought in, um, they're decent enough signings, I think. Do you know what I mean? I think they're, they're decent enough uh, players, and I would be. I, I think. You've got to look at it and say that they're not going to be the pippin' boys that we believe they would be at the beginning of the year. I think when we did our New Year Resolution podcast, we had them down as, as bottom. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to finish bottom. They're not going to finish top, but they're not going to finish bottom either. Yeah, I think they will survive this season. Okay. Three Korean goalies gone overseas. Which one do you think will do the best out of them? So you've got Chong Sung going from Suwon to Kawasaki. Kim Sung-gyu going from Ulsan to Vissel Kobe, and Yvonne Young going from Pusan to Avispa Hukuoka. Uh, well, the Jung doesn't... I don't know. Um, I'm going to go for 
Kim Sung-gyu. All right. Um, we kind of promised we were going to do an in-depth transfer special, but there was a, a, a distinct lack of major transfers this year, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, I think apart from... A, lo- a lot of out and very little. Yeah, I, mean, I think apart from Dehan coming back uh, and John Book's transfers, we don't know about these three Suwon FC guys. Uh, Mota coming back, big for Songnam fans, but again, it depends if they can, you know, they kind of replicate any of the form we showed before. Uh, but a lot of transfers between clubs, I think. Maybe nothing particularly huge. But then again, I'd be saying that purely because of things like Ramirez and, uh, and Trixia and Martinez moving to China that we're now thinking that Kimbo Kyung coming to the Key League is not a big sign anymore. I don't know. But I think looking at it, I think if we hadn't had all, all the rumours about Torres and... Um, person, we'd probably have been thinking this was a good transfer window. So I guess yeah, those are the, the two big transfers that didn't happen. Yeah, but I think the big thing to to, to know is that the the exodus of talent didn't really happen quite the way thought it was going. To. I mean, at the beginning of the transfer window, it was looking pretty dodgy for Korean teams. I mean. Jung, Jung, Jung Rong away, like uh, Kim Sung Gyu away, Yoon Bae Garam, uh, you know, like uh, it was looking pretty much like top top players, or what might be considered first team players and big teams were leaving, but that doesn't seem to really have kind of continued over the over the transfer window. Uh, I guess Ulsan probably lost one. Well, also lost their two most two most influential players, right? Yeah. In the Wookiee. but he stayed within within but, Korea. But the Wookiee stayed in, in Korea. Wuhang uh, lost their most influential player to China. But then their second player, their second most influential players, uh, Kumu Yeol, Jongbuk, and Shin Jinho. Shin Jinho to Seoul, so he stayed. They stayed in the in, in the league as well, yeah. I think I don't really mind players transferring between teams in the league as long as they, they, you want to keep the talent in the league. Yeah. Um, so it's when you see things like Yoon uh, Big Ram leaving. It's when you hear things like uh, Hwang Yee Joe saying, "I want to play pretty much anywhere other than Korea," that, that you think this this could be a problem. But that didn't happen. It didn't happen quite as much or quite as negatively as 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 we thought. Yeah. Looking forward to the summer transfer market. Edu presumably coming, well, allegedly coming back. To replace the Leo? Uh, maybe. Yeah. And then Adriano, already been talked about, is going out to China. Yeah, but I think that's just like wishful thinking from opposition fans and uh, mischief making from some Twitterati. Um. I don't know if he actually will go to China. His last spell was pretty bad, oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Okay. okay so I guess that's the, the, the major movers and shakers in the Kaylee Classic sums up. So I guess now we can move on and look at the actual, the actual nuts and bolts of the league, the actual games themselves. So the timer on our, on our studio clock says we've been recording for 43 minutes. Take out the five minutes of rubbish that we always cut out. Add in two minutes for your rant. That gives us about five minutes to review this week's. Pretty easy done. There's nothing to review apart from see what we think is going to happen, yeah? Yeah. It's about 30 seconds a game. 
Okay, Paul, so I guess we'll start with your team, your game. Let's start with the Korean version of the, the Charity Shield, I guess it is. The champions versus the FA Cup winners. Uh, yep, on Saturday I'll be going down to Chumbuk. Uh, after the first two matches of the Champions League, I'm kind of optimistic, but Chumbuk's a tough place to go, isn't it? Yeah. Um, last year, we played them four times. We lost twice, won once, drew once, so... But generally, we have a good re- good record against Chumbuk, so and Adriano has been on fire, so slightly optimistic that we'll overcome our slow start reputation and okay. actually do something. In terms of those four games, then what was the head-to-head down there at Chumbuk? Because I mean, I was at the game when Chumbuk absolutely spanked his uh, at Patrick Young's debut, well, not Patrick Young's debut, but his welcome party. Yeah. So I guess one of those victories was obviously at at Sangham, yeah. So down there, uh, it was one win, e- one win apiece. Okay. So we won one nil re- relatively early on in the season, yeah. and then got humped three nil quite late on. And then the other one was a draw, yeah. Yeah, draw at Sangam. Okay. So looking at that, your record. If you repeat that, then you're going to win one nil down there. <laughs> I'm sure that won't happen, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. Okay. You could be looking at a draw, though, yeah. I think a draw will be a good start to the season for Seoul, given yeah. that mostly they go on a, a string of losses early on. Yeah, I'm probably going to, for me, I'm probably going to swing for a score draw with this one. Uh, probably a one each. Goals so, by Adriano and the rookie. <laughs> Interesting enough, that's the K-League's key matchup that they've identified. Oh, OK. Um, it's kind of two of the, the most recent uh, golden boot holders, so yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if... The Wookiee doesn't start because he's been on the bench most most weeks so far, hasn't he? No. Yeah, he was on the bench the uh, the home game against Ping Dong. Ping Dong. I don't know if I can pronounce that name. Ping Dong. Ping Dong. Uh, Dayan started twice, but he's not looked up to much so far, has he? I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Che goes with a slightly more defensive outlook against John Book and only starts with one up front with Adriano up front. The other thing that would be interesting to see if... Uh, our new midfielder who's looked star- well, he's looked brilliant in the Champions League so far, hasn't he? The guy from Puang. Yeah. See if he uh, continues in that rich vein of form. So again, the K-League, uh, in their wisdom, had the key midfield matchup being him versus Kim Bo-gyong, but Kim Bo-gyong's done something to his calf or his ligament somewhere. Yeah. So he's out for the next few weeks. Um, good for us, I guess, because he was looking pretty sparkling. In yeah, he looked pretty good, especially against, um, in the first game, against the Vietnamese team. He looked, he looked really good. I mean, he kind of strove through that game. So, yeah, that would be a huge loss for John Book, and I guess a big a big plus for you guys, I guess. So, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and say Sol are going to win 3-1. Oh, wow. I'm going to stick with my one each. Adriano Hattrick. I'm going to stick with my one each. <laughs> Okay, who, are you, who have your boys got then? Uh, we have um, Sue One Blue Wings at home. Um, the same fixture last season finished uh, a rather humiliating 3-1 defeat, um, which I think came really quickly after one of the ACL parties. I think maybe after we beat Gamba or maybe after we beat um, Guangzhou RNF. So I've been in that game pretty pretty optimistic and it was a pretty humbling defeat um, but uh, we did start poorly in the league last season we lost 
uh, easily in the charity shield at, at uh, John Book. Uh, but then we picked ourselves together and kind of went on a good run and kind of obviously ended up in, in, in the top six. So and uh, along that way, uh, we failed to lose to to Sue one again, uh, drawing once uh, in the Big Bird and then beating them in the Big Bird and then drawing back at home in a game that how we didn't win, I have no idea. So I, get, I think that the key league has picked, that the key matchup has been Wang Joe versus Santos. Um, I would have given you one half of that. I don't really know why they picked Santos. But anyway, I guess he is like their main striker, I guess, now. That, that Chongsi stays away and that Higor is obviously going to be more Igor than Higor. Um, but I think a, a lot of, I, I guess all eyes are going to be on Wang Joe. Can he repeat last year when he was kind of the young boy breaking through I don't know. I mean, he takes six opportunities to um, score a goal. So I guess it'll be a big thing to see how he goes this season. He doesn't have uh, Nam, Nam Jun Jae. He's gone. Uh, he doesn't have him. He like, partner him. So they brought in, as we discussed, like a couple of foreigners like Mota, the, the, this Argentinian boy, and uh, Thiago. So I guess, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's the first game of the season. Um... That usually brings in a big enough crowd. The fact it's so on uh, Blue Wings should put more on that crowd. So I think with a decent enough crowd there, um, us not having played ACL games and not having, you know, like only one point from six, I'm going to tip us to just edge it. It'll be close, there won't be a lot of goals, but maybe 1 0. Uh, and I'm going to. Pump for Wangy Joe scoring it. Wouldn't be surprised if it was a. Actually, no, I'm going to go for Kim Jo Jan scoring a penalty. Because Sonam okay. got a lot of penalties last year. Okay. I think Hegel's going to score a double hat trick on his debut. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he does, I will, I will eat the podcast recording machine. <laughs> okay, next matchup. Uh, I guess in a. In We've come out and said we're going to do matches we've not seen or matches we're not so interested in. We're going to do very briefly and to the point, right? Yep. So the next ones are going to go through. Machine gun fire. First up, Pohang Kwangju. Point to note, Pohang have never lost to Kwangju. In the seven matches played so far, they've got four wins, three draws. So I guess that's going to continue. They've started off quite strongly. So yep. Uh, yeah, you have to say so. Key, key players? Um... No idea. Okay, let's move on. What's next? Uh, next up, we have uh, John Am versus Suwon. Uh, obviously, having never played each other ever, uh, Suwon making their Keely Classic debut. A bit of a rags to riches story. Um, uh, yeah, so they've never played each other. Uh, as we said, first match for in, in the Keely Classic with uh, Suwon. No idea what's going to happen there. First match away, John Am, and we're pumped for a John Am victory. John Nam normally have a good start, don't you? Yeah, so. they normally start well. And at home, against the, the team, I think Subban will be overawed by the occasion. Uh, my money's going to be on uh, a home victory. Okay, Cheju versus Incheon, up next. Um, this one's actually, historically, this one's pretty even. Nine wins to Cheju, ten to Incheon, and 14 draws. So, last year again, uh, Incheon won twice, and there were two draws, so... Recent history shows Inchon is stronger. Um, both teams had very minimal uh, transfer activity, so could be same again this year. 
Okay. Then the final game, uh, the Army, Sanju versus Osan. Uh, Osan have never lost to the Army uh, in eight games. So I guess is like the only two seasons that the Army has been in the Classic. I guess um, the Army. I don't really know, man. They haven't really done particularly well in the in the Classic. Osan uh, are hardened, um, experienced battlers. Yeah, I think Osan will cruise through that game. I can't. I can't see Sanju getting their first victory against Osan. I think the interesting thing for me is that uh, obviously we talked a little bit, little bit about this last week. Is that the Wookiees always seen as this massive target man, and now they don't have him. Are they going to be? Are they going to miss his goals, or are they actually going to have a more skillful flexible, attack. skillful attack? Um, I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But, uh, but again, if you look at his uh, his actual record for Ulsan. I think he had two seasons where he scored a hatful of goals, but other seasons he scored less than ten goals. So yeah. He's not that prolific. No, so I, I, I don't think Olsen will miss him too much. Uh, but for this game, uh, I think the, the run will continue. I don't see Sanju beating Olsen anytime soon. Okay. Okay, so I guess that brings us up to your favourite part of the of the podcast, Paul. It's the angry young man's rant. The angry young man's rant. How long did I get this week? Two minutes. Two minutes. Which he exceeded last last week anyway. Yeah. Well, you mean my rant was exceedingly good, or I exceeded the time? It was an exceedingly good rant. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think I probably given a prelude uh, or some hints and tips as to what this week's rant's going to be about. Um, but anyway, I'm going to put it under the title of "Why Do You Bother?" Okay. Uh, and it's going to be about the K League official websites. Okay. So Take it away then. Okay, wait, so wait. Can, can I just make you a little bit angrier, a little bit more? No, no, I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm angry enough. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start off uh, by saying we're going to split in, into two websites. One is going to be the Korean website, two is going to be the English website. I'm going to start with the English website first. Yep. It's heaking, it's a waste of time, it's a pile of shit, basically. Um, the English website right now has last year's fixtures. We are literally, as, as we record, we're like four days away. Uh, from the from the new league, and if you're an expat foreigner living in Korea and you want to know who your team plays, you have to go to one of the expats' own websites: K-League United, K-League our podcast, the ROK Forum, Forum, even Soccerway. It's actually edited by a girl living right now in Sydney, studying at Sydney University. So she edits more about it than than the actual K-League themselves do. It's pathetic. Uh, move on to the K-League uh, Korean website. You could. Maybe say, okay, they don't care about the English fans coming, but at least they focus on their own fans coming. It's one of the worst sites to ever navigate in the world. You click on the classic button, very little happens. Uh, when you eventually do find something, the stats, as we've proven tonight, are wrong. Uh, they don't even know which players are playing for which clubs. Um, they try to find the FA Cup fixtures. You actually end up having to find them in an article about the FA Cup draw, uh, which... Again, if, if you're an expat looking and you don't know how you spell cup in Korean, go home. You should do. But anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> the, the point is that uh, it's, it's just a horrendous website. Even when you get to, to the information, the information is wrong. Um, for example, when we looked at, at those previews, uh, they actually got the number of goals Songnam scored against Suwon and vice versa wrong. Uh, they said Songnam has scored four goals to Suwon's three. It's the other way around. Um, it's, a, it's a ridiculous website it doesn't help promote the game and if it's any wonder why fans are not coming it's because of your website 
That and the fact that your commissioner doesn't even bother his arse to turn up uh, leaves me thinking the only people who drive the K League in Korea are people who are, are people like us and other expats who try to promote it as much as possible. Okay, that's your two minutes done. Yep. Thirty seconds to rebut. Yep. Uh, I generally agree with you, but two points about the FA Cup. The FA Cup's run by the KFA, not by the K League, so I can understand why that information is not particularly readily available on the K-League website. The second one about the English website, I think during a year of doing this podcast we found out that it's quite a niche subject. Um, we're probably somewhat down on our listeners than where we'd hoped to be after a year. Um, and I guess that's because the people just aren't there. It's not we're particularly turning people off, just, there isn't the listenership out there. And I could imagine it's probably a big expense for them to prepare a lot of articles about the K-League in English for people that aren't there to read them anyway. So, But you're right, I mean, they should keep things up to date or just do, do away with it. The worst thing is, is an outdated website, right? Definitely, definitely. And I think that's a big problem. The, the big problem is that there is nowhere for, for the foreign fan to find information. Really, there isn't. Uh, other than people who do their own websites, blogs and so on, yeah. And I think that's when you've got to take your, your hat off to the Tavern, to Keelig United, uh, to the ROK Forum for keeping things going. Because I think if it wasn't for those type of websites, um, you would have even less fans at, f- at football games. Indeed. Especially at Seoul, where most high proportion of foreigners. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Well, that's my rant. Okay. So right. please feel, feel free to uh, agree or disagree. You can always tweet us. Email us, visit our blog, and leave a comment on any random post or Facebook, as Mr. Ryan Burns did last week when he agreed with my rant. So yeah, please, we look, we do appreciate your feedback if you have any. That's because he's scared of you. No, he's not. He agreed with me, and I respect a man for agreeing. And you expect you respect a man for disagreeing as well. Of course I do. Yes, I respect everyone. I'm a very respectable person, respectful person. Respectful, respectable. Uh, only the first one, never the second. I think we just got our outro music. <laughs> I think we have, yes. Mel and Kim. <laughs> Mel and Kim, take it away, Mel. I'm Kim. Mm-hmm.